we are distracted by things that hijack our focus. I like how that was put. Uh, and I think that is a perfect description for how we are living our lives these days. As we have so many things that distract us. And I'm not just talking about driving, but I'm talking about living. And as I talk about living, I'm talking even more specifically, or I want to talk more specifically about uh, how we live in relationship with God and what these distractions do to our relationship with God. We find Mary and Martha and Jesus together uh, for a dinner. And as we hear the story, as Luke tells it for us, we hear about distractions. And we hear about uh, how Martha is distracted by many things. We hear of Mary, who is focused on only one thing, who is not multitasking, she is single-tasking on something that is very important. And we hear what Jesus has to say to both of them and what he has to say to us as well. As we hear from them, we learn several things about how to deal with distractions. And I think this applies, obviously, to our spiritual lives, but it applies to every other thing in our life as well. So hopefully in some way you will find some help with your distractions as you go into this next week. The first thing that we see going on here is with Martha and Mary having trouble, or at least Martha's having a great bit of trouble. And by the way, Martha, I prepped Martha... Uh, for this, telling her I was going to be talking a lot about Martha, and uh, she doesn't get the better end of this story, right? <laughs> Do we have a Mary here? Okay. So, uh, but as we, as we look at Martha's life and what's going on here, it's easy to beat up on her. And by the way, it is also easy to look at this text and go, wow, I mean, this is misog- misogynistic. And uh, we, we find that... that um, Jesus is just kind of kicking back and uh, waiting for them to bring him some grapes. And uh, he's just enjoying how they are serving. I mean, he's got a woman that's sitting at his feet. And he's got another one in the kitchen who's preparing stuff. I mean, Jesus is just, you know, getting the full treatment here. That's really not what's going on here. Jesus is going over to their house for a meal. They have a friendship that is here. There is a relationship that is here, and they have invited Jesus over for dinner. And uh, there, there's a lot of preparation that's going on here, uh, and there are a lot of things that are happening here. Uh, and some people have said this is a pretty sexist uh, type uh, gospel story, and we're not sure to think uh, what to think about it because it seems to reinforce the idea that women should be doing all of these things while men sit back and do nothing. But there's more to it than that. If anything, I think it reinforces the idea that Jesus empowered women. Amen. He has Mary uh, sitting with him, and there is this time of teaching. He is preparing her. He is developing her as a follower, as a disciple, much as he did with the other disciples. There's a lot that is going on here that she would pull from in days ahead as she would continue to follow Jesus. But in this particular text, we see that there is a discovery of what matters the most. And there is a need for for them to understand um, the difference between what matters and what matters most. And that's a problem we have, right? Determining what it is that matters and what matters most. 
Having a meal for Martha matters a great deal, doesn't it? Having a house that is clean or a space that is hospitable to whoever it is. You know, hospitality is a big thing in their culture. And whenever you have someone over, whether it's a male or a female, you want to make sure they feel at home, that they are a guest, that they have a place where they can feel uh, safe and where they can have a meal, they can have nice things and enjoy the company that's there. This is on Martha's mind. And there's nothing wrong with that. She is doing all that she can. I mean, she's doing a great deal. She is multitasking and keeping all things going and rolling. She is a specialist at this. We can just get that idea from, from Luke. And uh, I love the, uh, the painting. This is from Hey Kui, uh, the artist. And you can kind of see here what's going on. Uh, you see that look in the back, right? Amen. That is Martha right there. Sorry, Martha. And there, there is Mary. She's sitting there with Jesus. Jesus is teaching. Uh, you kind of think, well, that's talk to the hand. But no, that's not, not what's happening there. It's the idea of, of teaching. And, but you see Martha back there, and she is upset. She's got her hands full. Why, Mary, are you just sitting there? And then saying to Jesus, Jesus, I mean, look at all that I am doing. Look at that pronoun, I, 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 right? And, and she's saying, I'm doing all of this. Can you say something to her? Or better yet, maybe both of you could come over here. If you want to eat something, then you need to get up and get over here and help. So she is busy. She, she understands what matters. But Mary understands what matters most. Maybe she is getting more and more of the idea that Jesus is going to be arrested. He's going to get in big trouble because he's already gotten in trouble with a lot of people. As he's been out teaching, as he's been casting demons out of people, as he's been healing people, as he has been uh, at work in this community. She knows that his future is probably rather uncertain. And she needs to spend as much time as she can hearing these words that he is speaking about her God. And so there she is, soaking all of this up. And she understands what matters. What matters the most. I heard a story, uh, or read a story this past week, and it is about a young um, ensign who had, had nearly completed his first overseas tour of duty when he was given the opportunity to get his ship ready. So this is a, you know, a sailor who's getting his ship ready to set sail. And with a stream of crisp commands, he had the decks buzzing with sailors, and soon the ship churned slowly out of the channel. I mean, this guy is fired up. He is ready. He's doing everything according to, to the book. The ensign's efficiency was remarkable. In fact, the talk was that he had set a new record for getting a ship underway. So everybody's congratulating him, slapping him on the back. But his captain was not as pleased. A message delivered to the young officer read, My personal congratulations upon completing your underway preparation exercise according to the book and with amazing speed. But next time, you might wait until your captain is aboard before setting <laughs> off. He had it all done and ready. He did what mattered, but he didn't do what mattered the most. 
He left the captain behind. I think that's what Jesus is saying to Martha. Yes, Martha, you've, you've done it. You've done what matters. You've gotten this meal ready. You've done all of these things, but you've been distracted by many tasks. You have forgotten what is most important. How much like Martha are we? And if we're ever going to deal with the distractions that, that get into our lives and that, that steer us in a different direction Amen. from developing our souls and growing spiritually and growing in our understanding of God and what God wants of us in this world, then we need to realize the difference between what matters and what matters most. When you go to work tomorrow or wherever it is that you go tomorrow, you have to make some decisions, whether you like it or not, there are decisions to make between what matters and what matters most. Amen. And it really uh, is dictated by how you begin the day. Do you begin the day by checking in and talking with God, or do you rush into all the things that you have to do for the day? Amen. Do, you, do you recognize God's presence with you? That God will go with you through the day, but wouldn't it be nice if you sat at the feet of Jesus for a little while. Amen. If you took some time to say, I know I need to do all of that, but this is my priority. Right here, right now, this is my priority. What matters the most. But what also is going on here is they, they needed to realize, at least Martha needed to realize why she was being distracted from what mattered the most. And we see that these many tasks get in her way. Uh, so she comes to him, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all of my work by myself? Tell her then to help me. Uh, we don't know all of what's going on in her mind, just like I don't know all of what's going on in your mind, and you don't know what's going on in mine. That's a good thing, right? That we don't know what he's, what, what's going on in each other's mind. But there is a lot that's going on there, and, and a lot of this may have been about her. Maybe she enjoys getting the, um, all the credit that goes to someone who is able to do all these wonderful things. To make a great casserole or to have a house that has no dust at all. Or to have things all organized and in order. Probably if you looked at Martha's cupboards, I mean she had her label machine go through. And she put, she put all of her spices and all the things in there. Probably looks like Charlene Kelly's cupboards. <laughs> Totally organized. And maybe she liked the attention that she got from that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she just, it helped her uh, know that she was, she was doing what she needed to be doing. I, we don't know. Maybe there were some other reasons that she allowed herself to be distracted. Sometimes we just don't like to sit still, do we? Amen. Some people don't like it when their TV is off or when the Amen. radio is off or when their phone is off. When they just sit in silence, they get a little nervous, right? Have you ever been that way? Amen. There was a, a study that came out recently in a scientific journal that uh, had some information uh, about this. And it said that uh, the study found that, that people, especially men, would rather give themselves an electric shock how many of you like a good electric shock every once in a while? Troy? Okay. I knew Troy would like that. But they would rather do that, 
get an electric shock, then spend 15 minutes alone in a room with nothing to do but think. This, this was a, a research study that was done. So in 11 studies we found, uh, this comes from Science Magazine, in 11 studies we found that participants typically did not enjoy spending 6 to 15 minutes in a room by themselves with nothing to do but think. Uh, that they enjoyed doing mundane external activities much more, that many preferred to administer electric shocks to themselves instead of being left alone. Most people seem to prefer uh, to be doing something rather than nothing, even if that something is negative. And so a University of Virginia psychologist uh, said uh, that 67% of male participants in one study gave themselves at least one shock during the thinking period. Interestingly, only 25% of the female participants did the same. No surprise there, right? Women are smarter than men. Researchers are unsure about the reasons for the aversion to alone time. They speculate that it could be anything from the mind immediately straying to negative self-thoughts to not being able to mentally focus on a topic to think about, thus experiencing ill ease and frustration. In the end, they admit that the reasons remain a mystery. And the article uh, goes on to just talk about uh, mind control and the difficulty that we have with it. But the article ends with this. The untutored mind does not like to be alone with itself. Maybe that's what was going on with Martha. Maybe... She needed some help with all of her thoughts and all the things, the busyness and the distractions. I think you and I are a lot like Martha in that regard. And we're not sure what to do with our thoughts or with our things and all the, the things that are around us that we cannot control. What do we do? Well, Jesus helps us with this, or Mary helps us with this as well. And I love... Um, what Luke writes here. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. So we think about all those many things in our lives. But what are the other things? What are the reasons that we have that keep us from being still? We come up with all kinds of excuses. If you try to sit alone in your house, if you go home from church today and you sit down in a chair, you think, I'm going to have more than one moment of silence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot for ten minutes of silence. Amen. You will start looking around and seeing things you need to do, right? Amen. Well, I need to wash those dishes. Amen. I need to take care of, I need to uh, wash my clothes, and then I need to fold the clothes. Amen. Uh, there's just so many things I need to do. And you start thinking of all the reasons. But we need to understand what those are. We need to be aware of them so then we know what to do with them. And that's the, the other thing that we find going on here. That they came to a point of uh, understanding the need to, to listen and to be still and to sit with Jesus. And to understand what Jesus had to say from God. What, what were these words? What were these things? These truths that they needed to hear. So Martha uh, doesn't really get that. That Mary does. And so Mary is there listening. She has a posture of, of listening and taking all of this in. And if we are going to ever get to a point of dealing with our distractions, 
And the distractions will never go away, right? They're always going to be there. But if we're ever going to get to the point of dealing with them in a positive way, we need to do several things. First of all, we need to give ourselves permission to do that. To say, it is okay for me not to have a perfect house. Amen. It is okay for me not to, to have all my to-do list done, right? Uh, it's okay for me to sit here and to be still for a little while. Amen. Give yourself permission to be imperfect. Give yourself permission to have a Sabbath. Actually, I am gonna, I'm going to uh, say something because we've been beating up on Martha all day. Martha, to this Martha, she said, and Martha is one of the busiest people I know. Long Amen. before you ever wake up, chances are, Martha and Peggy are up here taking care of business. Getting this ready, this church ready. Amen. The bulletin that is in your hand was folded by Martha. Martha sometimes enlists other people to help. Uh, the song sheet that's inside your bulletin was cut by Martha. Martha is busy. And she works, I don't know, three or four different jobs. Amen. But she told me this morning, she said, I said, how was your week this past week? And Martha said, good, but I rested all day long yesterday. I didn't go to work. I rested all day. She didn't know what I was preaching on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she knew. <laughs> I said, good, Martha, you took a Sabbath. She did what is in one of those commandments, right? Amen. To take a day of nothing. To make it a day of nothing. <coughs> and that's what we need to give ourselves permission to do. You have God's permission to rest and to be still and to get yourself into a position or a posture of taking in all of what God has for you, of listening to the words of Jesus. That is hard to do, as I mentioned in our prayer of silence. It is hard to do in a world where things are spinning out of control. How much more, though, do we need to sit and to be still and to know that God is God? James Hamilton writes in his book, Directions, about listening to God. He says, before refrigerators, people used ice houses to preserve amen. their food. Uh, who said amen? Wendell, did you have one of those? <laughs> you can remember. Okay. So people had ice houses to preserve their food. Uh, ice houses had thick walls, no windows, and a tightly fitted door. In winter, when streams and lakes were frozen, large blocks of ice were cut. They were hauled to the ice houses and covered with sawdust. Often the ice would last well into the summer. And Hamilton writes, one man lost a valuable watch while working in an ice house. And he searched diligently for it, carefully raking through the sawdust, but he didn't find it. His fellow workers also looked, but their efforts, too, proved to be futile. A small boy who heard about the fruitless search slipped into the ice house during the noon hour and soon emerged uh, with this watch. Amazed, the men asked him how he found it. He says, I closed the door. I lay down in the sawdust and kept very still. Soon I heard the watch ticking. Amen. If we're ever going to hear the voice of God, if we are ever going to be able to deal with the distractions around us, you're going to have to get still. 
and listen to the still, small voice that God has for us. That's what Mary did. And that's what we're to do. Let us pray.